Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. My guest today is host, author, and raw food advocate, Annette Larkins. Welcome, Annette. Hello, Revel. I am so glad to be with you. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on here. I've heard your name so many times, and other than seeing your uh, picture and, and who you are from your website, I don't really know you, so this will be another Getting to Know You session. Getting to know you. Yeah, I read that you're a singer. That's beautiful. I was going to ask you to sing for me. Well, I just did. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? Is that how we're going to get? That's it. Let's look back at at your life a little bit. You've got a very interesting life story, Annette. It seems you got married when you were 16. That was, I guess that was when it was okay to do that here. Yeah, (laughs) I would not advise that nowadays. (laughs) It was back in the day, you know. (laughs) It's lasted 49 years. Uh, We're in our 50th year, actually. Wow, congratulations. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, after that number of years, the man still treats me like a queen. Where am I going? (laughs) That's right, yeah. There you go. Do you teach, treat him like a king, too? I positively do. Hey, it's reciprocal. I mean, what's one without the other? There you go. There you go. And you got two children. Yes. And uh, that's it. You decided that you, you had contributed to the perpetuation of the species that was finished with childbearing. And I love it. I was done. That was it. You, I see you read my bio. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> I don't usually come into these things un, unprepared. <laughs> hey, I know that's right. You're re- rebel. Re- hey, you know, with a slip of a B, you would have been somebody else. <laughs> hey, I've always been somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got that reputation. Um, so in that, you're a raw food advocate. And how did you how did you get to this point? Why did well, you choose? Well, it was, um, I tell the story in Journey of the Health, my first booklet. And by the way, you know, people love the booklets because so many people don't have time to read, and they can read my material in one sitting, you know, so <laughs> that I'm going to keep on doing it that way. Mm-hmm. But um, I tell the story that uh, it was uh, when I was 21 years old. I'm 66 now, so it was way back when. Um, for some reason, it seemed like it was um, all of a sudden, but it didn't really happen all of a sudden. In retrospect, I realized that it was just my uh, composition. I mean, the one thing I was made up of, you know, dictated that this is what it would be for me. However, I had no way of knowing that at the time. But I just kind of stopped. I didn't want to have anything to do with animal flesh. I didn't want to smell it, touch it, cook it. Didn't want to do eat it. Anything. I didn't just didn't want to do anything with it, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the way it got started. It had nothing to do with nutrition. That came later, and um, that's how really how it started out. And an eventuality was that you know I stopped eating first. It was the animal flesh, and then it was the dairy products. And well, first after that was refined sugar and flour, then dairy products, and then it sort of progressed right over on into uh, no cooking. So, you know, just I learned as I went, and uh, this is where it has culminated for me at this point. Did you have some people as, uh, 
role models? Other than uh, initially, as I said, it, it didn't even have to do with uh, any groups or any it, uh, people asked back in that time, was it a religion? No, I knew all the religious people I knew couldn't get enough of dead animal flesh. Yeah. And so it had nothing to do with that. It wasn't any uh, uh, groups that I was aware of. Uh, you know, I hadn't even met a vegetarian. My husband nor I had met a, a vegetarian at that time, not to our knowledge anyway. And um, role models, though, later on, as I began to read, I started uh, reading people like Anne Wigmore. Mm -hmm. I just came across material that led me further on to the path I had taken, because I'm a bibliophile, you know. It's a lover of books, and I read everything. So um, it just stood to reason that I should come across material that seemed very, very strange to me at the time. You know, I came from a hog-eating family, of everything, you know, except it squeal, as I always say, and sometimes I think they tried to feed me that. But um, it was just very, very interesting, you know, had gone to the point that I had uh, with not eating all of that stuff that I have had abandoned. But then when I came across this material that spoke of raw food, what are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it seemed very, very strange. But, you know, it really made sense. And so I sort of fouled it away. At first reading, I just fouled it away for future reference. And then, of course, down the line, it picked up. And, uh, you know, I brought it back and looked at it again. And then, uh-huh, well, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to try something. You know, I tried it. Very first time, it did not work for me. And that's why I'll tell, I always tell people, don't lose heart, don't lose faith. You know, stay with it if you truly believe. And uh, I did. I really did. It all made sense to me. And so uh, the first time around, it didn't really work. I sort of slipped back. Cause, uh, and then I'm going to tell you, the reason it didn't work is because I was trying to sustain myself on salads alone. Yeah. And that was what? Boring. <laughs> and so, you know, I just had to revamp and understand that I, because my, my, my uh, palate was saying, you know, girl, you have got to put some zeal in this raw deal. You know, it just was not working. <laughs> Yeah. Because I was trying it, you know, I was just being too, too strenuous, too, too rigid, and uh, that's that's why I have my DVD, uh, Annette's Raw Kitchen, because I want people to understand. You can't take a person coming from steak and potatoes or whatever, and expect them to just, you know, you say pluck a a, a green pepper and say, oh, yummy, yummy, isn't that good? You know, they'll 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 definitely be ready to uh, uh, take you off to the funny farm for sure. <laughs> like my husband was when I told him that I hadn't had any more, uh, hadn't eaten any meat in two weeks. And he was a butcher, by the way. I tell uh -oh. that story also. <laughs> so imagine his, <laughs> he really was ready to take me off to the funny farm. But I laughed and picked myself a bottle of the floor because it was really funny. I mean, his, <laughs> his reaction was just, I mean, it took me out. I just fell on the floor laughing. <laughs> he said, what's the matter, honey? You think you need to see a doctor? <laughs> he thought I was absolutely insane. <laughs> but he understood when he thought about it, he understood the type of person with whom he was dealing, and he knew that I just wouldn't do anything just like that to harm myself. So mm -hmm. he came to look at it, and now, of course, he wishes that he had taken the same route that I did, you know, because of the benefits that I've derived from being where I am. Is he raw now? No, he's not. But, you know, in my 18th year of vegetarianism, he became a vegetarian. 
because even at that time he saw what was going on. I mean, that was before Raw. But he and he he really really abstained for six years, and then being the businessman that he is, you know, he said uh, at that time there weren't the salad bars available now, so he would take people out to lunch, and you know, he kind of slipped back into the mode, you know, and. Sure. Uh, that's what happened to him, and so it, first it was fish, and then, you know, something else, and on and on until he was right back where he started. But he says to me, and this may very well be true, that even though he's in a precarious position as far as his health is concerned, because he's diabetic and all of that stuff, and he feels, though, that had he not had me around to influence him, he'd be in worse condition than he is. So, you know, it's it's made some difference to him, he thinks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought about it when I was uh, back in 77. I decided to go um, vegetarian, but I didn't know the first thing about it. And to just, you know, you, you can become a junk food vegetarian. Oh, there's no meat in it. Oh, I'll yeah. eat it. And so you eat junk. Well, that's what I was to begin with because I mean, the reason I say that, uh, well, junk, when you, when you uh, certainly... Uh, comprise junk, you know, in its broadest uh, <laughs> uh, feel area here. Of course, I was eating stuff like macaroni and cheese, and, and I really consider that junk, too, and all that stuff. I was eating the dairy products, because when I first stopped eating animal flesh, it, that's all that I did. People used to ask me, well, well, what do you eat? And I explained to them that the world is composed of animals, vegetables, and minerals, and the only thing I had excluded from my diet really at that time was just the animal. I was eating everything else, junk included. I mean, the, you know, all of the refined sugar and flour to begin with. You know, of course, as I said later on, it stopped. But that's what we get into. People think that just because a person is a vegetarian that they're healthy, and that's not necessarily so. No, absolutely not. And it was funny because I remember having this conversation many years ago with one guy, and he told me, you'll be dead within a year. Ah, well, <laughs> I have something for you. When I became raw, my girlfriend uh, who lives in uh, Jersey, uh, she, we had been uh, girlhood girlfriends, and I was telling her this, and she said to me, I was telling her about not eating cooked food. She says, Annette, if I didn't eat cooked food, I would die. <laughs> and I said, on the contrary, you would live. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, that's so true because, I mean, you know, if you're eating living foods, you're alive. How, yeah. Uh, how, I, I'm, I'm amazed now that I've been seeing people how they are and looking at um, food programs and diets and stuff. And I, I'm amazed that we're still, many of us are still alive. Oh, I'm amazed at that so often. But you see, the thing is that nature... Mother Nature is so forgiving and tries so hard and to keep us going in spite of what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, our bodies are so resilient, aren't they? Mm, oh, positively, and I always tell people that if just with a little help, you know, you could have been abusing your body for years and years, and you start, it's interesting how long it has taken for this to occur. Now, I do tell people, you understand uh, it has given. It has taken many of us many years to firmly establish the wrongs that befall us. So, of course, it's going to take some time to undo those wrongs. Mm-hmm. But Mother Nature, you know, uh, you, when you compare, Mother Nature is so forgiving, so forgiving. The body is so resilient, as you said, and it can happen in such a short span of time. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and on that note, we'll be back in a moment. 
Hi, this is Revel. We're back with Rockin' Radio. By the way, if you are listening to Rockin' Radio through iTunes or another podcasting directory and you experience an interruption of our weekly podcast, please go to the website, rockinradio.com, and if necessary, resubscribe. We are changing servers as we have outgrown our current server. So uh, stay up to date, please. Uh, resubscribe at rockinradio.com. My guest today is host, author, and, well, I guess TV host. I didn't write that down. Author and raw food advocate, Annette Larkins. Annette, you have a um, two booklets. One is Journey to Health. What is the other? The other is Journey to Health 2, and I'm, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to have done Journey to Health 3. But, I mean, I've got it, you know, basically done, but I've been doing so many other things I haven't gotten finished yet, but I'll get around to that. But before we go on with that, I just want to make sure that I throw in somewhere that I love your the title of your show. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it started out differently. It's it's a metamorphosis. It started out uh, as Alyssa Cohen and I started it as partners. Oh, did you know? Yeah, we co-hosted it, and then um, she got so busy, she just couldn't maintain. Mm-hmm. And we had we started getting a little tension between us, and uh, so we just decided it was better just to remain friendly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that happens. The tension will come in. Remember, I mentioned to you off air that when you've got your plate filled with so many things, you know, and people get all angsty and you know, and all bent out of shape about sometimes nonsensical things, you know. But it happens, you know. Sure. So it's better, of course, like you say, to just you know, hey, let's uh, stop right here and move along but let's be friends <laughs> yeah so we're, we're so friendly it was it was just uh she tried to do something and and you know like for me being on the west coast at 7 a.m and she's on at 10 a.m i mean she you know it would be 10 a.m for her and she's in the middle of her day and the things are in chaos around her and she just can't think about doing this too take you know taking a half hour off so it, it was it was great it was so fun to do it it was so sure, fun but you you've got it going and and Hey, and it's it it sounds rawlicious. <laughs> <laughs> I like that rawlicious. I'm writing these things down. You've got some interesting things here. <laughs> I've, I've been called revelicious. Hey, isn't that cute? Yeah, 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 for uh, sure. So, and that have you ever had any type of illness or anything? Is you know, when I first uh, came into the realm of this, and I wrote my first booklet. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned in the uh, introduction how um, people perhaps would not take me so seriously because you know so many of the people like Sheldon and and Wigmore and I even I uh, these different people uh, were who who were pioneers. Um, so many of them, Dr. Norman Walker, they all had something wrong with them. They were at the brink of death, it seems. You know, and this is what changed their lives because. They went, took a different route, and they found, of course, that it worked, and this, this is how they got on and came on to be their life's work. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, had never had a serious illness, and, but, but I also came to say in that um, introduction, though, doesn't, doesn't it mean something uh, to, for prevention, you know? Because the whole thing is that my family, though I had never suffered anything uh, of that nature, a serious illness. Uh, my family, my mother died at 47, the same age as both of my sons are now today. Oh, and by the way, am I saying happy belated birthday to you? 
Yes, ma'am. Okie dokie. It was yesterday? No, it was on the 6th. Oh, oh, the 6th, way back. Yeah, somebody else is on the 17th. But um, the thing is, my son's is today, and they're both uh, 47 right now until the 30th of uh, uh, March, and then the other one will turn uh, 48. Wow. But um, my mother <laughs> died same age that my children are now, mm. and that was young. And, and her mother died at 36, and they had breast cancer, and breast cancer just runs all in my family. My grandmother's sisters died uh, young. Both sides of my family had uh, diabetes, uh, hypertension, cancer, heart problems, all of these maladies that I had escaped. And because when I first went into it, it was not for the purpose of health, but I found out, hey, this is a route to take, and I can remain healthy. You know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I can tell you one thing. I always tell people that if she goes today, if I go today, you can tell them she had a great life because I have experienced such wonderful health. I feel so great. I jump out of bed every morning. We talked about that. Um, I get up. Uh, this morning, I did one of your numbers. I was up like about 3.30 because I had some things that I'm working on my website. I do my own website, you know, mm-hmm. and um, working on some things like that. But I'm just so, such a ball of energy. I tell people that if I could bottle it and sell it, you know, we could have millionaires around us if they were selling my energy because <laughs> I'm so filled with it. So though I had never had uh, any death-threatening illnesses, I mean, prevention is, is, is just, you know, it's... Prevention is really a good thing, a good place to be. The audience has been through this kind of thing in one way or another, so they understand. So let's not even, I know that they're with us here. No problem. I, I'll tell you what happened to her. She, she got filled with smoke over the weekend, and now she's having a coughing fit. So that tells you something about cigarette smoke, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And also tells you, um, hmm. Okay, I'm almost recovered here. Just go right ahead. Just take your time. Take your time. Listen, I'll take over for you, okay? Until- oh, yeah, please go ahead. I'll just go cough my lungs out for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, smoking is really a big problem. And it's so interesting to me that people look and see what's going on with others. And, like, for instance, right now, I mean, this is secondhand smoke. She was not even smoking herself, just in an environment that caused her to react like this. And now we see what it can do to second secondhand. I mean, secondhand, if, the, if it does this secondhand, what is it doing to a person who's absolutely filling their lungs with it directly? You know, you know what, you know what, Annette, what I find very interesting is people have all heard about um, secondhand smoke or they've heard about people dying from smoke inhalation. Yep. And they still voluntarily yeah. breathe that stuff into their lungs. Well, I consider these people masochists, you know. <laughs> At the very least, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, you, and, you, and of course you can't, people have to make their own decisions, you know. You cannot preach to anyone about what they're doing. I'm just mentioning this now just, you know, to, to, to just bring it up, the fact that this is what happens, you know. It's, it's a point. To yeah, bring out, but you know, I don't get on a soapbox and preach to anyone. I don't like to con- try to convince anyone who does not wish to be convinced. No, you know what? And for me, it was a crime against wisdom that I I stayed at a casino hotel when I was gone for the weekend, 
And because um, what do they do? Smoke, drink, and gamble. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I've come from California where none of that is happening. I can go pretty much anywhere in any building, and there is no smoking. And so I didn't even think about it. Yeah, right, right. And so I go in there, and um, as I had told Annette that uh, I had called down from my room to order some food, some side dishes, because there wasn't much else to order. And the guy told me I would have to come down there and place my order. And after we argued about that, because I told him I'm allergic to cigarette smoke, I did go down there after waiting, after placing my order and waiting 15 minutes, figuring it'll be done. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how long does it take to put a few things into a uh, carton? Right. You know, and so I went down there and I still had to wait half an hour in that smoke and I had covered my face, but still, as well, soon as I got listen, home, I had to get over it. But then it, there's a lesson to be learned. Absolutely. Sure. I will never stay in a casino hotel again. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for uh, taking over the show. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, darling. And for the audience, this this is what happens when you do crimes against wisdom. This is uh, you know normally somebody would cut this out of the show, but uh, this is real. Yeah, but why? It, because the, the idea is that people need to know. You probably have some smokers listening, and again, it's not to preach; it's just to bring up a point that is very valid, and I'm sure they already know this stuff. You know, like I said, uh, I don't get on the soapbox and preach to anyone. You know, when they do want to know, though, and they're asking for information, I'm saying, hey, come along, jump on the bandwagon, let's have a fantastic ride, you know? Absolutely. And so thank you. Now, um, we've only got about a couple of minutes in this segment, but you had something about juices and good food saved your granddaughter from being hospitalized. Would you talk about that? Well, sure. In my in the first booklet, um, and I speak of her in the second booklet as well. Um, just briefly, and tell them that you know her story is in the first booklet. But yeah, they were going to put her in the hospital and put tubes all up and down her because they was what I they would have done what I called observ- observatory um, ex- exploration, something to something of that nature. Because they didn't know what her problem was. Well, I took her in one day and found out what her problem was because I have no TV, no anything. I just observed the child, and I found out that whenever she tried to make a bowel movement, there was this grimace on her face. I mean, she was in excruciating pain. She could mm. not even be about the business of being a toddler. She was like a year or less, and she was crawling improperly. She slid on her belly. She sat as if she had no bones. I mean, it was really, really a problem for her. Well, I found out what that problem was and alleviated, I mean, in one day, because when I finished with her, she was having bowel movements, I mean, unencumbered and not making that face that she was trying to make. And so I just kept it up and just kept doing it for her. Well, now she's uh, 14 years old and um, she um, is just you know, the picture of health, and after that time, everybody, when her first year, because we, when her first, first walking, rather, when she first walked, um, everybody was so excited because we didn't know whether she'd walk or not. Wow. But, but, it, but imagine that, a chronic constipation, what it can do to a, a, ch- a child or anyone. Anyone, yeah, anyone. It's, it's an amazing, amazing thing, and as you become more aware of your body, you can become more aware of that's part of the problem. Indeed. Well, juices and, and, you know, giving her good food, uh, mashed avocados, mashed bananas, and, you know, that kind of thing. This is what I did for her. I, I took her off of cow's milk and put her on, uh, I made her almond milk and did her juices and all that stuff and just got her, really, it was such a change, and people love that story. Excellent. We'll be back in a moment. 
iPodcastExpert.com in conjunction with Revelations Podcasting for Fun and Profit class taught me A, how to podcast in the first place because I know nothing about technology and the importance of podcasting in order to drive more business to my website and generate more revenue and C, to establish myself as an expert. My name is Lori Santos. I'm with ExtremeDreamTraining.com and CoachesJointVenture.com. Thanks, Revel and Bo. Go to mypodcastexpert.com to sign up for one of our free teleclasses or live classes and webinars today. Hi, this is Revel. Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. My guest today is TV host, author, raw food advocate, Annette Larkins. You can reach Annette at her website, Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E. She's sort of like me. She's got two N's, two T's, two E's. Larkins.com. It's all one word. AnnetteLarkins.com. Her email address, do you want me to give that out? Sure. Annette at AnnetteLarkins.com. Go to her website. There's interesting things there. She's got sample recipes. You can purchase her uh, booklets. And, uh, oh, you, you got to look at her pictures. Honey, have you always been that slim? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, it's interesting that when I was a teenager, uh, the first thing that you saw walking around, uh, coming around the corner with my boobs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I've always had that kind of a figure, but, you know, uh, small waist, you know, that kind of a thing. But uh, there were times like when, after I had my children, you know, I started to gain Mm-hmm. And um, but I never got past a certain uh, point because I don't know. I guess I was too vain, you know. I'd always go back, but it was kind of that uh, back and forth, you know, that yo-yo syndrome thing. When I did get into the raw, and that was something we were talking about earlier. Being a vegetarian doesn't prevent that from happening either, because yeah. you know all the junky stuff that you're uh, you find yourself getting into the junk foods, but. Um, when I became raw, that that certainly, uh, you know, raw. What, what what I think of what it does is it balances you out because people wanted to know where you was your waist always that small. Well, it was small, but it got smaller even when I became raw, and it just sort of I think it balances you out, you know, at some point. Now you're saying small from your pictures. I think that's an understatement. <laughs> I think your your waist is probably one of the smallest I've ever seen without somebody corseting. Yeah, that's what that's what people say. But uh, the you know, it's like I said, it just uh, it it did. I think I went to where I needed to go. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people tell me you're tiny, but you don't look emaciated, not at all. You know, I, oh no, you look you you look full of life. Yeah, and people say you know you. That's what they tell me you look healthy. Well, I feel healthy, and that's so important. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's the I most important. Tell people that if sure, it'd be great to live to be 120 or more years. Uh, if I'm uh, psychologically, physiologically, and spiritually sound, that's what I want. You know, I, I want to be able to build my computers if I were to live to be 120. But quality is what's important to me whenever, you know, because we never know when that day is going to come. So I don't concern myself with dying. What I do concern myself with is living there the very go. best that I can. You know, that's what's important. Do you exercise at all? I have a gym in my home downstairs, and I have everything in that gym that they have practically everything anyway, even the 
the wall-to-wall mirror. I had the ballet bar and all that stuff. <laughs> but um, I walk is what is my main thing. And I like to dance. I like to move to the music. You know, the music comes on, and I just... That's not a regimented thing. It's just that I hear the music. I have to move. There you go. I go up and down my spiral staircase all day, and so that's exercise. I do my gardening. You know, I do indoor and outdoor door gardening in Miami, Florida. I did, they go on my website... Um, they'll see. I've just recently put some indoor gardening stuff on there. I already had Annette's garden. Now I have Annette's green room. And so uh, as far as the question of exercising, you know, I do all of this stuff. I'm so busy doing things. And then I do go to my gym downstairs, but walking is my main thing. I try to walk every day. And if I don't, uh, then I I don't beat myself up about it. You know, I just don't. And uh, uh, But I try to walk at least uh, two miles. Sometimes I'll do four. And that's that's really my big thing on the treadmill is what I do because I'm not an outdoorsy person. I'm just not, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I do what I need to do. But I mean, I certainly go outside. You know, I go out, go outside. I get the sunshine and all that stuff. And especially when I'm doing my gardening, I my when I say gardening, I mean food gardening. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not into the beautification plants. You know, I get those kind of plants for beautification that you'd have to shoot with a machine gun to kill it, you know? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to take care of it, so it has to rely on itself <laughs> and Mother Nature. Because <laughs> it would die if I had to take care of it. But food plants, oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you said your husband was a butcher. What does he do now? If, I mean, I... Oh, he's a diversified businessman. He he buys property. Um, we don't sell anything. We uh, he buys and you know re- renovates and rents properties out. Uh, we just gifted our sons with two homes right next to each other. Uh, when I say gifted them with it, I mean they have to take over the payments, but they're theirs now, so they don't have to go out and, <laughs> and buy. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, he does income taxes, which now is he's down in his office, which is outside of the back uh, door of our house. And uh, he's doing income taxes. This is his busy signal uh, season, rather. He does income taxes. He he does um, writes insurance. Yeah, he does insurance. And he, um, you know, I used to say that my husband will do anything that makes money legally. He loves to make money. I tell you, we have a we have a great team here, Revel. He loves to make money, and I love to spend it. So. <laughs> I like that. It <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what he does. Now, he gave that up, oh, that was years ago, the butchering thing. He gave that up years ago. <laughs> as well he should have. <laughs> yes, as well he should have. <laughs> and that, do you feel alcohol belongs in the raw food program at all? No, I don't. As far as the drinking of it, mm-hmm. I do not. Um, not any of that stuff that is detrimental as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, they talk about, I've heard this thing about, uh, I have to think of what the name of this ingredient is in the grapes that... Um, metabisulfites. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's sulfites. Um, it seemed like it was something else they called with an R. I don't know. But that's supposed to be really, really good for you. And they tell people, you know... Oh, something that's glass. good for you. Huh? <laughs> you Something that's good for you? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah. know I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, they they're talking about um it, it's good, but you know the thing about it, see my problem is this. I t- I am an extremist and I know this. Uh I I I when I do something I go way overboard. Uh-oh. And so I can't, so I can't do any of those bad things any 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 of the the vices like gambling, uh drinking, 
um, any of that stuff. I can't do it because I will just go, oh, now, you know, I can be moderate, but I have to work at being moderate. But I don't feel those things are deserving of working at, you know, if, you, if you've got the problem, you know. Mm-hmm. But so um, I just don't feel that uh, any of that, uh, you know, like the alcohol. No, I don't feel it has a place. Uh, in the raw food, uh, not when you're considering what what one is trying to do to maintain a healthy balance. I just don't think it's it, it does have a place. No. Yeah, I agree. I, I can't think of what uh, what it is you're trying to think of either. But to me, alcohol, first of all, is poison. Yeah, and then you know the thing about it is they're saying, and even if it were so that this particular ingredient is great for you, like I said, my problem would be trying to hold it down to one or two glasses a day. You know, I'd have to drink the whole bottle and then bring in some more. <laughs> See, that's it. I said if I gambled, you know, all the the houses, the cars, the kids, the the the, the dogs, and then we don't even have dogs. They'd be gone. You know, <laughs> so I just stay away from that which I know is 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 detrimental. You know, to me and. uh if it doesn't serve me well, then I, I just can't bother with it, you know? Yeah, don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. It's interesting what people will say to, um, what's the word I want now? Uh, well, it, what, what, whatever word you're looking for, and I'm not going to find it right this minute, and I know what it is, but uh, it, it, what it is is to, to make it okay. That's yes. what it ends up being. Yes. <laughs> to make it okay for something that they want to do, that either they don't want to give up something to justify. There you go. That's the word you were looking mm-hmm. for. <laughs> so yep. you know, yeah, people will do that. You know, I mean, they'll they'll make uh, people will do anything they they you know they'll interpret things differently in order to accommodate whatever it is they choose to do. Yeah, so you know, this is uh, it's like excuses. You know, people are always so ready to. Uh, make anybody the scapegoat, you know, or find excuses as to why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, but, you know, well, there are no buts. But people call me from all over the world, you know, because they buy the DVD and that's Raw Kitchen and the booklets, you know, and then they have, they want advice, you know, and they want to be told, and, you know, they, they're always saying to me, uh, well, you know, my husband does this and it's, it's kind of hard on my children, my, it's kind of hard. Well, those are excuses because... Yeah. And I don't buy excuses because if you really, really truly want, truly want to do something, you find a way to do it. And that you mentioned your DVD. What's on it? Uh, well, it's a two-hour DVD. Now, it came from, I had a television show, a local television show here in Miami, Florida, that was on a PBS channel. And uh, there were 12, uh, it was a 12-part series. And each show, it was called Health Alternatives with Living Foods. And each show showed me in my downstairs kitchen, because I have two kitchens, one upstairs where I prepare my food. And um, in the downstairs kitchens where we shot, I would show people how to prepare delicious, mouth-watering, non-cooked foods. And I, after the show was finished, and every the shows, after they were finished, I took those 12 recipes that I had shown on the show, and I added to them and created the DVD called The Nets Raw Kitchen. <clears throat> so I have breakfast and more. Uh, uh, pizza and more, lunch and more, and dinner and more, and the different four different segments, and and each one of them have. Well, if, for example, granola is on the breakfast and more. That's one. The pizza and more is self uh, evident. There's uh, pizza and other things, and and um, you know, there's just people ask. People love the. They, you know, they say to me about the booklets. How'd you get so much information in those little booklets? In those little books, rather. And I say, well, I go so go straight for the juggler. 
You know, <laughs> you don't beat around the bush. Just tell them what they want to know. People don't want to sit down and read like I do. I have over 5,000 books in my library. I have a real library in my home. But people don't, you know, they're doing too many things these days, and they don't really want to sit down with a thick book. And I want people to read my material, so, you know, I give them introductions to what's what. And so it's the same kind of thing on the uh, the DVD, you know. I give them foods that are going to taste good to them, you know. Yeah, Because <laughs> I say the first thing you have to do is, is grab them with the visual. And then once you bring them in with that, then the food's got to taste good. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, you know, this is what I do. So we, I, you've got everything on there from showing them how to make corn chips. Uh, corn chips that look like they're cooked. They, they, they can see that on my website. And there's a there is a, a sample of the DVD. Uh, shake your banana. When they go to my website, <laughs> shake they'll your see. Uh-huh. <laughs> shake your banana. Yeah, shake your banana. When they go to the website, they'll see the red drop down with the choices on. And if you go to shake your banana, then you get a chance to see uh, a sample of uh, what's on the DVD. Okay, but, the but uh, people address. love it. Okay, the email, uh, the we- um, da, da, website address, Annette Larkins, that's with two N's, two E's, two E's, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, Larkins with an S, dot com. Go that's check right, her out. S. They don't tell them not to forget to put that, add that S on to it. Yeah, I didn't do that the first time, and I was like, okay, I'm lost. You got, probably got somebody in, in where, Finland or somewhere, <laughs> Annette Larkins, she has, an, she has art or something, so you've got to put uh, the S on to the Larkins. <laughs> yep, and you know what? Annette, we're going to have to do this again when I'm feeling better. Yeah. And we can find out more about who you are and what you do with people, why they should call you. And they should call you or at least email Annette at AnnetteLarkins.com. Annette, thank you so much. Darling, it's been a pleasure. You get better quickly, and uh, we will do this again. Absolutely. Hold on, please. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity saying, remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.